It's officially one month until the NHL trade deadline. And do I think the St. Louis Blues are going to make any moves? I'm going to give you my thoughts coming up here on Locked on Blues. Your Locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to Lockdown Blues. I am your host of Lockdown Blues, Haley Taylor Simon, talking to you all. Thanks about the St. Louis Blues. Here, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, luckily, I do have my voice back. Yesterday, I completely lost my voice, cannot speak. So today, I have my voice, and I am so ready to go. I will be talking about the lines. So, are the lines good that the Blues currently have? evaluating Nathan Walker and the power play is getting better. I'm also going to be talking about that trade deadline one month away. So with all of these different topics I have for today's show, I will be talking about the trade deadline within them and things that I think the blues could improve on and potential moves that the blues can make. So if you have any move that you want to see happen at the trade deadline, now that we're officially one month away, let me know in the comments and I would love to hear what you think. Before I dive deeper into anything from today's episode, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. The St. Louis Blues. I know it's felt like forever since we've seen them play. Only a couple more days, I promise. The scheduling sucks. I'm not a fan. I actually really hate how it is. So I understand the frustration right now because it seems like it has been taking forever and uh, that's on the NHL. But let's go talk about these lines right now because I feel like these lines are kind of like the happiest I've been with them in a while. So this is from the last game that they've had and um, nothing has changed. All the players are still with the Blues and uh, yeah. So right now on that first line, it is Robert Thomas centering then we have Pavel Bujnevich, and then we have Jordan Cairo. I like this. I'm going to be honest. The first time I saw these lines from Banny, I wasn't the biggest fan. I thought it was a little weird that you have Cairo on the first line because I didn't think that he performed as well. There was a point um, when Coach Barubi was still here that you had Jake Neighbors actually where Jordan Cairo was up in that first line. So I preferred that. But right now, it seems like these lines are working. I do, I understand why it is the way that it is. But I think I'm just such a big Jake Neighbors fan, and he was performing at such a high pace that, I, in a way, I was like, why are we punishing Jake Neighbors? Um, and I'll talk about this more, but don't forget when Bannister came in, he put Neighbors to the third line. Now, luckily, that has changed, but it just seemed a little drastic to have, you know, Jake Neighbors up in that first line. And bring him all the way down. But again, it's working now. So I like that first line. Second line, we have Shen centered. And then on left wing, we have Braden Sod. And then on the right wing, we have Jake Neighbors. I like this. Again, I'm a huge Jake Neighbors fan. So I like seeing Jake Neighbors up in that second line. Now, I do think Shenny has been playing a lot better. He has been stepping up. And I think Sod, again, it's not the way that he's playing. It's fine. It's not, we talked about this in the other episode. 
it's he's not blowing my mind, right? I'm not watching him play, being like, oh my gosh, this is like the best player on the St. Louis Blues. But I do think that where he's at now, it's fine. The line is fine. And I think it's a solid second line. I don't know if there's much tweaking I would do to that. Because I feel like that first line, I mean, again, in that first line, I think the real reason why that first line is successful is because of Robert Thomas. And I will say this forever, my cabinet appearance. But Robert Thomas is the best player on the St. Louis Blues, without a doubt. And I think that Robert Thomas is the difference maker. I think that if you were to put Robert Thomas on any line, that would be a good line. But I think it's just because, bless you, Stella. I think it's just because of how good Robert Thomas is. So, oh no, voice do not go away. I will not have my voice go away again. On the third line, you have Center and Kevin Hayes. Then on left wing, you have Nathan Walker. And then on right wing, you have Alexi Torchenko. Torchenko is fine, not blowing my mind this season. Kevin Hayes, he's so invisible on the ice sometimes. And I don't know exactly what he does. Now, I'm not being mean and I'm not coming at Kevin Hayes. I'm just saying, as a fan watching this team play, it just seems to me like Kevin Hayes goes unnoticed on the ice. And that's a simple observation. You might think differently. You might be like, you know what, Haley, I don't agree with you. And that's okay. You don't have to agree with me on every opinion that I have on the St. Louis Blues. But I think when Kevin Hayes was playing a wing position um, that they had him do this season, he did better in that sense. I don't think he's as good centering as he is as being a winger. So for me, I would prefer to see Kevin Hayes be a winger. I think it was on Sunquest's line. He had They had him be a winger for a couple games. And that's when he was scoring and playing quite well. So what I would say to that is I understand that they want to use him as a center, but that doesn't mean that that's the best option for him. And I just think that he would be better utilized being a winger. So my opinion, again, I don't make the decisions. Uh, Nathan Walker, I'm going to talk about him in more detail coming up. So I'm going to let that one go. And as I said, Alexei Torchenko, it's fine. It's fine. That fourth line, you have Oscar Sunquist centering. Mm. Then on left wing, you have Natika Alexandrov. And then on right wing, you have Sammy Blay. I, okay. I want to see more out of this line. This is the line, and I know that it's the fourth line. But again, just because you're the fourth line doesn't mean that you have to be the line that goes unnoticed. You can still be a line that does well. I'm trying to be careful with my wording here. So no one comes at me. I think Sonny, good player. He's done good things. I want to see more goal scoring. Um, I want to see more from him. I know he can do it. Sammy Blay has gone invisible for me. I'm going to be honest. And I know what someone's going to say to me. Haley, you know, you're being so hard on him. I like Sammy Blay. I'm not saying that I don't. Sammy Blay is also one of those players. I could see them trading at the deadline. Um, so that's another thing that I definitely wouldn't forget about. And Atika Alexandrov, again, not doing it for me. I feel like the problem with the Blues is some of these players have just been so invisible. And it's not just me who's noticing this. It has been a thing. I'm watching the games. I go on Twitter. I see what you're saying. And it's true. These players have been invisible, and I want to see more out of them. Okay? I'm not asking for a whole lot. I'm just asking for a little bit more. 
Can we also just talk about how the fact that I'm sitting here doing my podcast and my cat just ended up crawling up into my arms? If you're on YouTube and you can see this, this is adorable. So hello, Stella. Okay. Let's talk about the defense because pairings are just as important too. So for the first defensive pairing, we have Nick Letty and Colton Pareko. I'm a huge Colton Pareko fan. I think that he's been playing very well. Um, people that say otherwise, I don't know why you're saying that. I think he's a really good hockey player. Nicoletti, again, I like Nicoletti. I'm just, you know, it's fine. Then you have on the second pairing, Tori Krug and Matt Kessel. Krug needs to go. Kessel has been playing really well. Young guys stepping up big time. I like seeing him play. Then in that third pairing, you have Marco Scandella and Tyler Tucker. Scandella. Again, not doing anything crazy for me, not making me really notice him. Tyler Tucker, huge fan of him. When I saw him play with the T-Birds about a couple weeks ago, he was the most um, aggressive on the ice, biggest playmaker defensively, and I do think that he has a lot of potential. So I am a huge, huge fan of Tyler Tucker. I think that he gives it his all, and I think that's somebody that deserves respect. I mean, here's the thing at the end of the day. He is a player playing really hard and tough hockey. He is a player that is giving it his all on the ice. And I don't think that you can look at Tyler Tucker and say, hey, this is a guy that's lazy. It's not true. Mm -hmm. I think that he has a lot of growing to do, 100%. I think that he still has developing. But being sent back and forth constantly – I think that he's actually been doing a really good job handling that because that's not an easy thing either to be sent back and forth all the time between Springfield and St. Louis and adjusting. So I do like what I am seeing out of uh, Tyler Tucker and I'm proud of how he's been playing. So not going to knock a player down when I really think that they have been playing good hockey. Okay. I'm going to talk to you about my friends over at, you guessed it, in Indeed. Okay. So let's do this because I love Indeed and I know that you love Indeed too. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to the Indeed data and matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to the recent Indeed survey. One thing that I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring candidates all fast and easy in one place because it really does take that guesswork. It does match you up with quality candidates. Okay. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. You need a hire. You need Indeed. Indeed you do. Nathan Walker. Big fan of the Aussie first off. 
Secondly, happy about his extension this year. I think he definitely deserves it. Now, here's the thing about my friend Nathan Walker. Oh, Nathan Walker. He has played 13 games, three goals, one assist. I talked about this. I have talked about this for a little while. He has gone invisible. Now, I understand Walker, 30 years old. Um, you know, up there in age. You know, been in this league for quite a while. But, man, like, am I the only one that just feels a little bit annoyed about him not really doing much? I mean, I know that he's played 13 games. And the first couple games he scored, which was awesome. But I just want to see him generate more on ice. And I think that he has the ability to do it. This team is weird. And I know that all players and all teams, they get hot and cold. And that's reality, right? But this team, for whatever reason seems to have like the most inconsistency when it comes to their players getting hot and cold. Nathan Walker isn't a bad player whatsoever, but this season it just looks like maybe he's not on pace for this, you know, for having the best season. Okay. And, you know, throughout his career, I mean, let's go talk about it. So he really hasn't played many games in the NHL. Um, I guess you could say the first season where he had quite a bit was last season when he played 56 games with the Blues with two goals and eight assists. He's really not putting up big numbers. In the 2021-2022 season, he played 30 games with the St. Louis Blues with a career high of eight goals and four assists. I definitely feel like he is the type of player that if he did have more consistency, he would be playing better hockey. That's the problem. It's that I don't feel like he's getting his fair shots. And I think it's because in the past, I mean, even with the Capitals in Edmonton when he was there when they went back and forth, I just feel like it's just always inconsistent with having him out of the lineup, having him in, and there's never just consistency for him. And I guess that does mess sometimes with players, but I feel like if the Blues just continue to have him in, he continues to get reps on the ice, he will accumulate more goals. So I'm not overly concerned. I just think that. It's hard to truly evaluate a player when all of their past seasons, he's never played a full season. Um, the most games he's ever played in a season are 56. I don't. It just seems to me like he's undervalued and underused, and I don't know why. I think that he has more value being with the Blues than he does playing with Springfield, for sure. I don't think that the Blues... Uh, be careful. I don't think that the Blues are the type of team that have a lot of um, thriving talent playing right now. What do I mean by that? Okay, well, what I mean by that is this, is that they really have one player that's been consistent, and that's Robert Thomas. Everybody else has not been consistent. So you need to truly value the players that are going to give you the most success on ice. I think Nathan Walker, again, he is a difference maker. He's a physical guy, and he wants to score. But why is it that he does so well in the AHL, but not as well in the NHL? And I do think it's because of the inconsistency. I think in the AHL, I mean, that's where he gets most of his reps. That's where he's always playing. And I think that when you have a guy that is able to score, you know, 30 goals in the season with the AHL, 
and he's not scoring as much in the NHL, you have to realize it's because it's a whole different game. So if you're not going to consistently have him and he's going to go back and forth, of course he's not going to put up the numbers that you would expect him to put up, which he does in the AHL. So just a little observation on my friend Nathan Walker. I do think that he is good. I think that he's good enough to be on the Blues and not with the T-Birds. But again, two-year extension. I don't see him staying longer than that because he is getting up in age. But just give him some more opportunity. He's worked really hard. And I'm not telling Doug Armstrong what to do. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying give the guy a chance. Because Nathan Walker is the type of guy that deserves a chance. And again, because they submit to your extension, I don't see him going at the jury deadline. So I think he is safe. I just don't want Nathan Walker to be in a situation where the Blues go on a nice run and he's not a part of it. I want him to be a part of that. <laughs> so, yeah, Nathan Walker season. You know what season it is? It's game time season. That is right, baby. We're talking some game time. Um, okay, so I love game time so much because you shouldn't have to worry when you buy your tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. The game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. One thing that I love about game time is their last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, and so much more. It's easy to find tickets for your next big event, especially when you get to see the view from your seat before you purchase the ticket. That's something that game time does. I'm obsessed with it. I'm only 5'2, so it makes it just that much better for me to see. Okay. This is the view for my seat. Do I need to go higher? Because sometimes going higher where you're sitting is better than sitting lower if you're short. A little fun fact. So this is what you need to do. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. You can probably tell I'm struggling to speak again. I'm hoping my voice does not go away. I have been just trying to make sure my voice has been staying, but it's been difficult. I guess it's like flu and cold season. I don't know. I'm not like contagious. I just literally keep on losing my voice. Um... The power play is getting better. Thank the Lord. I feel like at one point the power play just was so, so, so bad. And uh, now that the power play is getting better, it at least gives me some hope. Now, I'm not saying, yeah, this is great. The Blues have, you know, a power play that's, you know, thriving because guess what? Shocker, they don't. They have the 25th worst power play. And you know what? That's okay. I, I mean, it's not like okay, okay, but it's okay. It is 15.17% on their power play, um, but they have been improving. 
So right now their power play is in between the Calgary Flames, which are below them, and then um, the Winnipeg Jets are above them. So improvement. Improvement. Hey, at one point not too long ago, the Blues were like the worst power play in the NHL. So I do have to say the improvement that Drew Bannister made on that power play, it is going notice. So thank you, Banny. Um, I feel like, I don't know, like, it's just, it's weird how it took them that long to finally, you know, adjust it, right? Now, when it comes to the penalty kill, the Blues are in the middle this year, by the way. I just wanted to also give you an update um, with a 78% PK um, percentage. So, really good, actually. Um, all the teams are relatively doing well. I mean, the worst team this year is the Islanders with the 72%. But, yeah, the Blues, I mean, kind of in the middle. I mean, bottom middle. But I'm not too upset. And just so you have reference, the Blues are between the Ducks and the Devils. So um, Anaheim below them and then New Jersey above. So not too bad. Their Blues are making improvement. And sometimes at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. So I want to ask you a question. It is officially one month until the trade deadline. What moves, if any, do you think the St. Louis Blues are going to make? We are going to be talking a lot about this upcoming trade deadline because this is my favorite time of the season. This is when all the chaos begins, and I, for one, quite enjoy it. So let me know what you think in the comments. Do you think the Blues are going to do anything? If so, which players do you think the Blues are going to trade? And who would you like to see join the St. Louis Blues? I think this trade deadline will be a huge indication if Doug Armstrong and the Blues are truly going to be a team that is ready for the playoffs, right? They're going to try to get better for the playoffs or if they're just going to focus it on the draft. So let me know down in the comments below. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Hopefully, I don't have to, like, struggle to speak because my voice right now is keep on going away and it's not fun. But we're trying. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And like always, let's go Blues.